Հայկական <coughs> Uh, from the year 2091 and, and 1991 I've been coming to England many times but Brother Edward for me is like a general for God. I need to sit at his feet and to be fed by him and taught by him. I'm not giving him lip service. I'm telling you what I sincerely and truly feel. God bless you. Uh, Apostle Paul has an expression, he says, I'm the least of the apostles. I'm not really an apostle. Uh, I'm a shepherd in Armenia. And I want to use the words of Apostle Paul and say, I'm the least of the shepherds in Armenia. These are not lip service, these are realities for me. Okay, let us move on to the word of God. Uh, there's an expression in the word of God says, what exactly are you saying? What are you all about? What do you say, Anglerino? When we're sitting around together and having fellowship one and ask for people's opinions, if somebody is sitting there silently, quietly, we try and draw them in and say, what is your opinion about this issue? Because it's interesting for us to see how people feel and react about a particular issue. 
uh, when we are going through a situation, we express ourselves by saying what we're going through and how we feel. Mm-hmm. And it's time for us, for the people of the Lord, to say, Lord, what is it you are telling us? Because God has many things to tell us. Is it okay if I increase the flame a little bit? It's amazing when the Spirit of God comes upon somebody, it's impossible to stand still. Allow the Spirit of the Lord to descend upon you. When the spirit, you've been touched by the Spirit and the Spirit is on you, you cannot sit silent. Occasionally you'll burst out saying, Amen. Or the Armenians will say, John, in the middle of the middle. When you say, John, you're touching my heart. I'm going through exactly what you are saying. You touched my heart at that particular point. Uh, we are going through sometimes situations, problems, difficulties, issues. And not only people come and tell us things, advise us. At that time, our emotions speak to us. Our logic starts talking to us. Our experiences begin to talk to us. If you agree to what I'm saying, say Amen. Or shake your head. Okay? Yes. Okay. Uh, Every one of us can identify that there have been times in our life and where many people have come forward and have told us things, advised us. There have been people in authority who've told us things, advised us. And these things are part and parcel of our personality and and they dominate our lives. If somebody's in authority and they give you advice, that what you have been told can dominate and lead you in your future life. Uh, for example, maybe we've been brought up by parents who've told us time and time again, you're stupid. Do I says, do I you are this, you are that. When people tell us things, not only it touches our life, but starts taking root and working in our lives. We have on our lips the word of life and word of curse. And when people speak to us, what they have told us has taken root in our lives. But there is someone today he wants to speak directly to you something about something. 
It is very important what people are telling us. Because sometimes we live our lives by what they have told us. And unfortunately, sometimes we carry on living with the burden of what people have told us over our shoulders. I want to do something with you, with, uh, with you and for you with my preaching. I want to bring you at the presence of Lord. And then wave you goodbye. And then what will the Lord tell you? It is up to him what he tells you. Uh, my position is I have the grace of God to bring you in the presence of the Lord. And then to disappear quickly and allow the Lord to speak directly to you. Amen. Amen. John. Hallelujah. I want John. Chapter 8, verse 3 to 11. Vartapet, Askine, Brnevele, Haitnape, Shinanalis, Yevorenke Moses, Yevorenkuma Moses, Patvirets Mes, Vor Aspisinere Karkotsfin, Hima, Du, Inches Asum. Amen. Hovanesi Uti, Yergusis Michel Tastmega. Du, Hima Inches Asum, Ter. Baban Menran Porcelo, Vor Charahosendranis. Yisusan Amen. 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 At dawn, he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law of Moses, 
In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, straightened up and said to them, If any one of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time. The older ones first, until only Jesus was left with the woman um, still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and live your life of sin. Amen. The Bible says that they captivated a woman, captured a woman. Yes, she was uh, involved in an act of adultery and they caught her. I must say that sometimes we do exactly the same thing. We capture people in that difficult situation. And some of us are expert at doing something like this. And sometimes we shepherds, pastors, um, are ideal targets because people are looking to find some fault in us and to capture us. Uh, if I ask you the question that have you ever captivated somebody in their weakest uh, area and in their sin, you will say yes. Uh, some people are wearing glasses that are magnifying glasses. Uh, and they're looking to find a fault in you. That you yourself would not be able to captivate yourself in that weakness. I want you to analyze yourself from both situations. When somebody has condemned you and put you in that captivated situation, and on the other hand, when you've started to condemn somebody else and put them in bondage. To have eyes is a good thing. Uh, when I'm witnessing something, I cannot say that I haven't seen it. It is not wrong to see some wrong and mistake that's going on. How we react when we have witnessed something wrong is the question. How do you react when you see somebody in sin and you put them in bondage? What mistakes have our parents committed when they have put us in bondage for our mistakes? Now, 
Uh, do you remember when we've, we've all been there when we were children, we used to sneak and steal chocolates that we weren't allowed to have and our mom would come and find the cupboard is empty. And uh, one day when mommy caught us in the act of taking the chocolate, we get hold of our hand. I don't know what is the right thing. Maybe we give a little slap. Or maybe that would, a the father and will have our ears pulled. Uh, one way or other that child would be in bondage and condemned. The important thing is this. How do we react to such an act and to such a person? Most of us have these bondages within us. Words that have been told to us. The slaps live within us. Fear and trembling lives within us. And all of these things, all of these things drive us in our lives. They are the motivating force in our lives. Whatever has taken place in our past, maybe we have forgotten about that. But the effect of that has not been forgotten. And the way we speak, the way we behave, the way we react is a result of what's taken place in our lives in the past. Uh, they brought these uh, women, the Pharisees, to the presence of Jesus. Uh, sometimes when we witness uh, a person in sin, we don't unfortunately take them to the presence of Jesus. Uh-huh. We try and solve the situation there and then deal with it ourselves. That's true. Yes. Ah, yes. This woman who was committing adultery was fortunate. Uh, unknowingly, they wanted to trap Jesus. But they were not really interested in having deliverance for the woman. They really wanted to trap Jesus. But nevertheless, she was a fortunate lady. Because they took her unbeknown to themselves to the presence of Jesus. This is the question I want to ask the church now. Uh, if you've... Uh, seen somebody uh, who's been in sin and you've captivated that person, how do you deal with him? This is what we say in Armenia. At least react like the Pharisee and take the woman, Pharisee, and take the woman to Jesus. Unfortunately, this is not the fortune of some people when we are in uh, fellowship with them in such a situation. 
because until we take them to Jesus, we send them to hell. Don't you think that this sometimes happens in our relationships in the church? Maybe already now you remember whom you've sent to hell. You know this? Yes. There is no hope. I don't believe. You don't believe? At least behave the way the Pharisees would behave. And then let me tell you this. <laughs> Law of Moses said someone who has been committing adultery, they have to be stoned. With my logic, with my understanding, with my emotions, I said that this person should be killed. Yeah. Uh, my culture, my uh, uh, upbringing in the church, my reactions say that we have to do that to this woman. Put this to one side, shelve it for a minute, I want to share something else with you. The first uh, preaching I did in our church after Christmas was this one. There's an expression in the Bible, it said, there is no room. When Jesus was about to be born in Bethlehem, they said there was no room. Don't you think that, that the same thing happens in our churches today? We say there is no room. What place has the word of God have in your heart and in your life? When we want to respect somebody, you say, your word, your advice has place of honor on my head. Because that means that whatever you say, I accept and I will carry it out. And what we have to do is when we hear the word of God to send him to the Masur. Uh -huh. If that word has, does not have value in our hearts, we send it to Tavile. <laughs> Uh, when you're listening to a pre preaching, before I've said the next bit, you already have decided which direction this is going to take. If the word of God has a place in our hearts, we will not condemn people to hell when we've got them. When the word of God has meaning for us, has a place in our heart, we will be busy trying to deliver people. If you agree with what I'm saying, say Amen. Pharisees said that law of Moses says the following. 
Which law has more dominion in you? Uh, Apostle Paul says the law of spirit of life. Unfortunately, sometimes the church has lost that. And we're using, we are dominated by law of Moses, by our culture, by what we see and learn. Uh, sometimes we say that we have been hurt by you. We want to be uh, justified. Uh, can I confess on your behalf? This isn't really a Christian act to do, but allow me to confess this mistake on your behalf. Uh, I wonder when we have been injured by somebody. Which law springs from us and how do we react to that person who's injured us? Do we say that that was unjust and we want to kill that person? What has a place in your heart and has dominion in your heart? That will be your understanding, that will be your country, that will be your conscience and your uh, logic. Amen. That is what has dominion in your life, and Bais, that will vete, move you to react. Vete, nere, but because the Pharisees had come to trap Jesus, they knew what they were going to do, but they wanted to trap Jesus. Uh, not only they have captivated the woman in the act of adultery, now they wanted to uh, trap Jesus. Now I want to confess. Unfortunately, us Christians are like this. It's not enough that we trap people and we start to react. And we're trying to convince Jesus to think like us. And if Jesus doesn't think and react like us, Jesus has been crucified once in the first century, we crucify him all over again now. With our reactions and our behavior, we're telling Jesus, be crucified again. Uh, finally, the Pharisees asked this question. This is what the law of Moses says, but what do you have to say about this? I hope whatever I'm preaching that will remain with you. Until you cut people's throats. Yeah. <laughs> Take him to Jesus and say, what are you saying? And beheaded. Yeah. I asked Jesus, what do you have to say? This is telling us something here. Many people have told us many things. What do you have to say about this situation? No, no, no. 
in our side, inside, inside. so many other things, aha, you know, aha, like herbs and other things. Yeah. There are many things that uh, uh, have affected me and uh, forced my reactions. What do you have to say? Mm-hmm. Because I have been injured, that motivates me to curse that person. Maybe we don't go that far and we don't directly curse. Uh, we are a cultured people, but we send them nicely to hell. Already many things have affected me, and I'm saying, uh, you're seeing the results of what has taken effect in my life, but what do you have to say, Lord? Uh, please pay attention, because I feel that God wants to deliver you from a spirit of condemnation. Whatever people have told you, or they have maybe stoned you even, God is searching you because he has something to tell you directly. You mustn't die. Your life must not be ruined. Because uh, the law of spirit of life, this is what uh, Jesus said, not our culture, not our logic, not our understanding. Let me confess one other thing. Sometimes by our reactions and but what has taken root in us, we're telling each other things. If you have been injured by someone, your body language says hello in a different way. Or our body language is if that person who's injured you is in the front, you will sit in the other corner of the church. And our our body language sometimes speaks volumes. And sometimes this is exactly what we do to one another. But put all of this to one side. Learn from the Pharisees. To take the person to the presence of Jesus. I say sincerely to Jesus. My emotions. My intellect. Whatever I've been conditioned to. Whatever I've learned. Whatever I've had done to me. All of these things have molded my reactions. But I have learned to take this person after today's preaching. There are many things that have conditioned me in my life. But I want to hear what you are saying, Lord. Amen. Time has come for the members of the church to learn this lesson from the Pharisees. To ask the Lord, Lord, what do you have to say? Uh, Jesus said something. Yes, they were taunting him. Hurry up, give us an answer. Say. They felt that, uh uh-huh, we've trapped him. Uh, But Jesus replied in a very interesting way. 
Whomsoever is without sin, let him throw the first stone. Whatever is conditioned inside you, it puts a tool in your hand. It puts words in your mouth. It affects the tone of your voice. Have you ever met somebody who tries to speak in a patronizing way? Whatever has conditioned you within you, it affects your body language. And it affects your behavior. All of this, your body language and the way you behave shows what you've been conditioned to. But let us put something up here. If whatever you say and whatever you do, it doesn't give life to the other person, forget about it. And when the Lord said, who is sinless amongst you? Let him throw the first stone. That one sentence was his preaching for that day. From time to time, we need to hear such a preaching. When there are so many things in us that have conditioned us, there's a very short preaching in the Bible. The one who's sinless amongst you, let him throw the first stone. I want to understand you. The people who threw the stone at you, they did not know about this short preaching of Jesus. Uh, when they stoned uh, Apostle Paul, some people washed their hands off him and departed, thinking that that is the end of him. But when the brothers came and surrounded him, the law of spirit of life delivered them from the captivity of death. And I want you to engulf yourselves with these words. If you feel you're dead, your spirit is dead. And you find it difficult to preach, to pray, or to live a spiritual life. I want to engulf you by the power of Holy Spirit. It's never too late. Come out from the grave. If somebody has pulled the seal of death on you, has condemned you by saying that you can no longer live. I can say in the name of Jesus, come out of that state. Amen. Hallelujah. I think maybe slowly, slowly we're getting somewhere. Quite a lot of us live a life of death. Because the ones who have condemned us and trapped us, they don't realize the law of spirit of life can deliver us. And if that law of spirit of life is not functioning in the church, how effective can it be out in the world? You know what happened? 
the Pharisees started uh, feeling guilty. The word of God shows us that one by one from the elders to the lowest I want during this preaching all of those people from the highest to the lowest who have condemned you I want you to walk Allow them to walk out of your life I want them one by one to get out and walk away from you Amen. 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 When we hear the word of God, we hear the word of life. The word of death slowly, slowly departs from us. When you connect the light of living uh, God's word in the Don't you realize that I'm dominant here? I have been the ruler here. Who cares? How many years it's been darkness here? How many years there's been lack of light here? How long can you sit in that dark But uh, Apostle Paul says, word of God is light to my feet. I want to connect by the power of Holy Spirit, light in your darkness. So that all those things and all those people who are condemning you to depart. So whatever we sang earlier, we can live what we sang before. Delivered from condemnation and judgment. Delivered from the fear of death of spirit. Uh, to be delivered from this paralyzed state that we are in. And delivered from those thoughts that continuously tell us you cannot. Uh, when David came to Saul and was going to fight with Goliath, what did Saul tell him before anything else? He told him, you cannot. What would happen if David accepted that, yes, he couldn't? If he believed like that, he might as well have cut his arms and legs. And we have been conditioned and condemned by similar comments in our Because starting with our families, starting with our community, with our culture, we have been condemned and conditioned. Let the word of God today to condemn this wrong conditions. Every condition, every condemned word in our lives that people have done against us from time to time in different ways, be it by their actions, by their tone of voice, by their words, I am telling them, Depart in the name of Jesus. I have authority, you have authority. They don't belong to us. 
But Jesus says, whatever you bind in heaven, whatever you lose in heaven, will be loosed on earth, or will be bound on earth. I want to deliver you all today. Not because I'm a powerful person, but because of his name has given us authority to deliver whatever people have bound you in whatever they've whatever they've in the name of Jesus I want to deliver you and and any words that even maybe people of God have put upon you. And those memories and those emotions are still conditioning you and moving you forward. Can you say goodbye to them? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, somebody who's in captivity cannot feel what freedom is. But somebody who should be free and is in captivity, he lives a life of uh, trauma. Nobody can understand that. But the law of the spirit of life is within us now to tell you that I'm uh, announcing you free. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Put some emotion in what you're saying. Hallelujah. They've been hypnotized, but that's the sweetest thing that I would like to witness take place here today that took place uh, when that woman was um, in the presence of Jesus. All those things walked away. I'm convinced that already they have left you. Amen. Amen. Put some life into your answers, in your reactions. If a dog is attacking you and saying, would you mind going away? That dog will not uh, sometimes we Christians we kneel down and we say to the devils that have captivated us please don't mess about with us please leave uh, let me handle him gently so that he doesn't uh, treat me worse uh, we've got used to one another I don't raise my voice so that he won't raise his voice and we're getting along. How many of you? How many of you have prayed for evil spirits to depart from somebody else, and then you've come home trembling? What a thing was that I did now? Maybe he will attack me. 
My dear ones, dogs have to be ordered away. You don't beg them, they don't understand begging. In the tone of your voice, there has to be authority. When you are saying, Amen, please go away. This is not speaking in authority or away. This is begging. But when you say with authority, go away in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. He has no reason to remain. If you come under the obedience of God, and you stand against the word of God says, he will not only go away, he will run away. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. John. If at the end of this meeting, this message has a meaning, I'll praise the Lord. The sweetest thing took place. I want to leave you the sweetest of things. To leave you alone with Jesus. Maybe you haven't had a quiet time with Jesus for a long time. When people start burdening us and conditioning us, and they use the Bible to say those things. Then the word of God does not become our refuge. It becomes a burden that we have to carry. Do you remember the three comforters and friends of Job? What a state Job was in, we all know that. Three people came to make it worse. Uh, he was already confused. He didn't understand but why three, he was in that state. Three so-called wise people came to help him. Seven days they grieved with him. So, no. after seven days, I said, maybe, do you think you did something? No. Was it possible that you weren't good with your wife, this Is it possible that you had Job says, truly, I did even more than you say I did. Maybe you did too much sacrifice. That's what annoyed God. In 30 chapters, they tell him, you did this wrong, you are this, you are that. They started condemning him. Someone came along. A young man. Like our brother here. <laughs> Full of hair. In two chapters, he put Hob in the presence of God, tied him to the chair so he can't move, and he says, Hob, goodbye. And then the Lord started talking to Hob, uh, to God, Job. Jesus started talking to Job. God spoke, yes, to Job. 
I want to pin you to your chest. Not to judge you or condemn you. But to leave you alone with the Lord. No Pharisee. No judge. Uh, no accuser. No one else. Nor I. If I stay here, I will start meddling. Um, I said, God, Lord, maybe it should be done like this. Um, I will start teaching the Lord, perhaps. The most complex lesson that I'm learning nowadays is this. I'm trying to stop myself acting as God. I'm not God. But many times I've thought I was. Instead of asking God, I try and do and try and say, Hallelujah. I want to remain alone with Jesus. And all the conditionings that are in me, let them go away. And I want to be pinned by the Holy Spirit. And for him just to say one word to me. I just want to hear the Lord to say, I am with you, child. We pray and we wait and we say, Lord, we just want to say, you to say that I am with you. One word from him is sufficient for us. He is the biggest pre- preacher of the universe. What is the supremacy of his preaching? He speaks little. That is not with me, <laughs> the same with me. He says one word. It is better than 1,000 preachings. He says one word and he gives life to millions. Jesus stayed alone. Can you adapt that for yourself? Take people to Jesus. Trust Jesus. Let him be with Jesus. Don't be a God. Just have the duty of taking him to the presence of Jesus. And then hear him say, I'm free. The rest is with you, Lord. The difficulty is for you to be I've spent 10 years on him. No, I didn't receive anything. Now I've just realized that we have to take people to Jesus and leave them alone together. And one word from him can give life to that person. Because he is the spirit of life. Because his words are life and spirit. And uh, Jesus asked this woman a question. No one condemned you? Where are these people? They're not here. From the bottom of my heart, I desired something. For you to say something. They're not here. 
They were here before the meeting, but they are not here now. You are this, you are that, nothing will come of you. You might as well kill yourself. Elijah was like that. He was praying to take my life, I will have freedom, you will have freedom. There's a song in Armenia, they sing, I am left alone. (laughs) Elijah knew that song. Yeah, he's, uh, Jesus goes into the presence of this person in front of the pool. Do you want to be healed? He knew a song. The man did not say, yes, Lord. He said, I have no one. I, I didn't ask you, you have uncles, aunt, mommy, daddy, shepherd. I asked you, do you want to be healed or not? I forbid you such a song in the name of Jesus. I am lonely. No one understands me. No one helps me. Who cares? The woman replied, no one condemned me. They've all gone away. I truly, from the bottom of my heart, this to be what you feel and say in your lives. When I was in Armenia, from 94 until now, I've preached every Sunday. Uh, I've got a collection of all my preachings. It's very difficult when you're preaching continuously. Which one would be suitable for which meeting? I can say that this one is very suitable. God does not make a mistake. Because they've all departed from you. Until they go. Because until they leave, Jesus cannot say, I don't If two people are working on you, somebody says, you are like this, the Lord is saying, no, you are not like this. Somebody else says, you're stupid. And Jesus says, I have chosen the stupid ones of the world. Two thoughts are in dominion in you. You'll be pulled to one side by one and the other side by the other. When the word of God has pulled for you, the evil spirits in English say to evil spirits. The English evil spirits have departed. Huh. Evil spirits from Iran come and start missing about you. Come and hold on to this. Come, let, let us be a, a group so that Jesus will not take them. I hear and I said that I cut that from you, that rope that ties you. 
And I can see that the evil spirits that were pulling you, they've even gone from England. Amen. <laughs> Don't say amen, they might hear. Can you say amen? John, John, hallelujah. John, John. It's been cut off. John, hallelujah. Amen. You know where Jesus saw faith, he used to go to that part. No, amen. Uh, in the name of Jesus, I'm telling you, you were left alone. And allow the word of God to do its work in you. Don't follow the desires of your heart. Because then Jesus said, go and sin no more. There's a big difference when I say don't sin and when I say Jesus says don't sin. Don't make, don't sin. The poor man. From the tone of my voice already starts to feel condemned. He knows. And he knows that what Ashot is going to do to him. And if he sins a second time, seven times I forgive him, then I start chopping his head off. Hallelujah. <laughs> Our Lord is very sweet, isn't he? Let all those conditionings be pulled down. Because many times as we do it, he doesn't count the numbers. He considers what we are. When Peter said, how many times should I forgive somebody? In his papers, he wasn't saying how many times to forgive. How much to love? How much to have mercy? How much to give? But he was saying, be merciful. Do mercy. Forgive many times. It's different from being all of these things. All of these things I have studied in English. To do and to do. To be. God wants us to be. Amen. Amen. It's not by many times. It's by being. The Lord remained with this woman alone and he told her I don't condemn you either he delivered her from the hands of the Pharisees this is the difference 
deliver people. But I tell them, sin no more. Uh, you can say to the Lord, uh, Lord, forgive me. I'm saying that for myself. You can say maybe for yourselves. There are many areas in my life that I need to change. And if you liked what I was saying, I want you to pray something for me to God. Yeah. Uh, in James, we say that two things you have to do. No, no, no. Agopos nasumavor yerkuban inki varagotumer vur havati hamperutsuni yerkuban agortsum. Aha. James says that uh, there are two things that are in action yes, when we pray in patience. The first one is katarial supreme. Katarial linel to be supreme to be perfect. Katarelutsun anel. You cannot act perfectly. You have to be perfect. Amen. Amen. Uh, completely. Whole. Be, be whole. There's a difference in being whole and being half-hearted. Uh, please pray uh, from James uh, chapter 1 verse 3. On my behalf. Uh, Lord is truly telling you. He is delivering you from the uh, influence of condemnation. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Yes, Azatim. John. I'm free. I'm delivered. Praise the Lord. John. Amen. Uh, Jesus was visiting this person. He said, come and put your hand on my daughter. My daughter will be healed. But on the way there, something else was understood. Somebody had realized that there is particular power in the heart. Somebody had understood that there is some power in touch to be close to him, to be touched by him. All the illnesses will go away. Uh, I want you to learn how to be touched. Uh, please learn not to kill people by your condemnation. Take people to the presence of Jesus. Learn to listen to what Jesus has to say. What do you have to say? Practice the law of the Spirit of God in your life. And realize that only a person who's free can give freedom. Now let us sing in spirit that I am free, you are free. Let the law of the Spirit of life to start a spring in your desert. Contrary to everything, all those reactions, all the conditionings. In the name of Jesus, I say, blossom. 
Be empowered in the name of Jesus. Experience the uh, effect of the power of Jesus. Renewal of mind in your life. Take away anything that you were wearing in the name of Jesus. Let your mind be renewed. And let the new man be developed. So that you can visit people. In streets. And to carry the spirit of the life. And give life to people, not kill them. Deliver them and not condemn them. Once you can say, Amen. God bless you. Remember that now I'm leaving you alone with Jesus. Sorry? Ah. Ah, the Lord will come into your room. And he will remind you that no one is left to condemn you. There is no one to interfere with the freedom that you're going to give me. God bless you. Amen.